everybody, it's your girl Cherry Poppins, and you are tuned in to the second episode of the Survivor Series, The Cancer Chronicles. In this episode, we heard the story of a young woman who is now six years cancer-free, Miss Winter Justina. She goes into detail about how she was diagnosed, having to get a bone marrow transplant, getting rid of the cancer, then it coming back in her eye, dealing with that as well as being a young mother, and a lot more. Winter really showed us what it looks like to be a true fighter. Her story is motivating and really shows that no matter how tough the battle is, as long as you keep fighting, you will ultimately win. We hope you guys enjoy the show. So how old were you when you were diagnosed with leukemia? So I had just turned 20 years old. Um, it was January 2013. Um, I wasn't in school, um, so I was just... Being a stay-at-home mom. I think I had a job. Yeah, I had a job. Yeah, at Kmart. At Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing your story more than you. Right. <laughs> um, can you explain to listeners uh, what leukemia is exactly? So I had ALL. They have chronic lymphoblastic leukemia. Mm-hmm. I think they have AML. They have a whole bunch. Um, and CML. So I had ALL, that's acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and it's basically like um, the bone marrow, all the stem cells in the bone marrow being Mm -hmm. unhealthy. So it's leukemia of the blood. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a breast cancer where you can find like a little um, tumor in your breast or brain cancer. So it's in your blood. So it goes through your whole body. Mm. Um, That's really... What made you go to the doctor? Like, did you have... what, What specific symptoms made you like... Say, okay, I got to go to the doctor and see what's going on. So I had this bloody nose, and I'm one, I have a twin brother, so he mm-hmm. always gets bloody nose whether it's hot or just claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And then I was just getting bloody nose, and it was just coming out like whelps was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, I never get a bloody nose. And mm-hmm. then I had this back pain out of this world, but it would come and go. Mm-hmm. So finally, I think I, Cherry's mom took me to the hospital, and mm-hmm. I was like, um... I needed to get some type of medication. So they gave me ibuprofen and that just made me bleed even more. So yeah. I was like, let me go to my doctor in the city because my mom was a nurse in the city. So our yeah. insurance went through the city. Mm-hmm. And I went there. He took blood tests um, and he took a whole lot of other things. But when I went to the Pocono Medical, um, they didn't take blood tests, no nothing. They just Sounds was, about right. Exactly. I was so mad. They didn't take anything. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, what the? My mom was like, they didn't take anything. I was like, no, they just prescribed me ibuprofen. <laughs> I was so mad because I remember, like, when you told me that, like, you were diagnosed with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, my mom took you to Pocono Medical Center. And, like, what if you never would have went to New York? Then you would have never found out. Exactly. Like, what the shit? I was so mad. Yeah, so he um, took tests and stuff, and then I left. Mm-hmm. So then he gave me a call back probably like after um, Christmas time because mm-hmm. he's the hardest doctor to get in touch with. Like It was look- actually like January 1st. Yeah. Basically, I- <laughs> basically, it was after. I remember That's him crazy. calling me. and I'm like, all right, I got to get a ride up there. It's steep. I can't take the bus because I don't know if I'm coming back home. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I went there, and that's when he told me, he said, the test came back, you got leukemia. He said, but I don't know. I'm not specialized in that, so I have to refer you to another um, doctor. And they took me to, and it wasn't NYU. He's affiliated with NYU, but he took me to New York Presbyterian mm-hmm. to Dr. Richie, and that's when she finally diagnosed me. That was January 5th. 
So it was kind of like you got a, a second opinion. A second opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that had he been, let's say he did specialize in leukemia or he, he knew about it, do you think if he could have been your doctor, do you think you would have gotten a second opinion or just gone along with him? I probably would have gone along with him because he's been my primary doctor for okay. years. Oh, okay. And he's a really good doctor. My mom would say it all the time. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> It was during Sandy, so they couldn't take me to, like, another NYU hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's why they took me to New York Presbyterian. Okay. Cool. Um, so after you were diagnosed, what was next? Like, what was the timeline for that? You were diagnosed. Did you go up to the hospital, go up there, and then he told you, and then automatically you're, like, admitted into the hospital? And Yeah. I probably stayed in the ER for, I think, that night, probably a little bit into the day, probably by 1 p.m., because... By the time all that was over, we went to New York Presbyterian at 5 o'clock. Okay. So I probably got up to the floor, the oncology floor, at, like, probably 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's when I started meeting all the doctors and the nurses. And um, they just was trying to visualize a plan. Okay. Because once you have cancer, it's like, all right, go. Yeah. So um, so I met all the doctors, um, the MPs, the PAs, the nurses, and they just gave me, like, a rundown. All right, this is what you have. Um, nothing to be afraid of. Like mm-hmm. people have cancer. This is a cancer floor. Mm-hmm. So you had a bunch of people talking to you, like a bunch of people coming to tell you the same thing. Yeah. Basically. See how I feel. Cause I was 20 mm-hmm. and then, um, they had me on like a peds floor with babies. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to be around <laughs> babies. They have cancer. Like I'm, I'm a grown up. Yeah. Like put me on a grown up floor. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. How well, or how oh, they long? did. Okay. Probably Eventually. like two days later. Okay. I like I like the Peach Floor. They had like Disney movies. I like Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay. Um, so you said earlier, um, when you first, you know, started uh having the symptoms and all that, you said that you were just a mother at the time. You weren't going to school, mm-hmm. just working and all that. How old was your son when all this was, was going on? So he he just turned five. Mm. Um he wasn't in school because his birthday is in November, so you know you gotta wait the whole next yeah. year. So he he did. We went to daycare. Um, when I got sick, my mom she tried the best to be with me, but I got a twin brother and he wasn't in school either. So he took care of him, and then eventually he went off to my sister's in Jersey, and she took care of him. Okay. For um, how long was he there? He was there for a while. Okay. Probably like probably he spent the whole school year there. Okay. And I want to say the next school year, so pre-K, no, probably just the pre-K year. Okay. Um, I mean, he's here in the building as well. Do you do you want to talk at all? Do you want to talk about what you went through? No. Nah, what? Right. You don't want to I talk. Thought we I thought this. we had this. It's all good. Listen, you don't want to, you sure? you don't want to pressure him. Okay. Right. Um, we literally you, just practiced You can whisper to me if you want to say it. You want to add anything. <laughs> okay. Um, so around that that time, did he have an understanding of... What so, was going on? So, well, you just talked earlier. He said he didn't have an understanding. He didn't know what was going on. But okay. All right. um, he liked to visit her. Yeah. He's, so we stayed at the Ronald McDonald House and we stayed at the Helmsley Medical Towers. Mm-hmm. So he liked the Ronald McDonald House because they had it like a game room. It was gotcha, geared gotcha, toward gotcha. kids. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Now that, he wasn't scared. Now that he's older, because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's how old now? He's mm-hmm. about to turn 11. Does he now understand what you went through and like how... He says yes. He says yes. (laughs) (laughs) He said yes, he does understand now. But, like, has he expressed anything to you? Like, you know, what he might have been thinking or going through or 
just that he's happy that you know you're good now you know anything like that is there anything yeah that he... i mean he would t- we would talk about it and mm-hmm. um he would say that he was afraid um he'll like even in school like oh my mom had cancer and mm-hmm. that type of stuff but now he knows i'm good um gotcha you think your mom is strong <laughs> he nodded yes. He knows. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Um, so you were just saying before, um, you were in the hospitals in the Ronald McDonald house, um, and like that what what was the name of the hotel? Uh the Helmsley Medical Tower. So is that only for like patients? So I believe so because we got in it through our insurance and our oncologist. She was okay. really good. Okay. So um, she worked with them to get us in there because we live far. So to get chemo, I had to get chemo every Sunday for the first round. Okay. So I just needed to be nearby just in case anything went off. Okay. So what does that mean? Like, say if I started bleeding oh, or okay. I was in pain, okay. I would have to. You know, my mom doesn't drive yeah. far, so. Yeah. Um, it's just easier for us to be right there. And it's like literally 500 feet from the front of the hospital. Oh, okay. How long were you like in hospitals and like not at home basically mm. for your entire cancer uh, process? Yeah, probably for the whole, probably from mm, January 2013. I want to say I went home August 2013, but then I ended up coming back in January 2014. Until Until like mm, probably April. Okay. What would you say is the hardest part of this whole experience, or what would you say was the hardest part of the whole experience to that point? I don't know. I guess not being there for my son, but he was still young. It's not like he was old enough to really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to go back to doing what I was doing. Like, I just wanted to be normal. That's mm-hmm. what I always mm-hmm. used to tell the doctors. Like, I want to be normal again. Mm-hmm. And then now it's, this is my new normal, so right. I'm all right about it. Do you feel like, like, I guess, like, what was the hardest part as far as, like, treatment and seeing doctors and stuff like that? Um, so when I got my stem cell transplant, um, there's this one chemo, they tell you to chew ice because it could affect your tongue or whatever. Mm-hmm. So after I went through the whole um, stem cells, like, I had like sores all over my mouth so I mm-hmm. couldn't eat I couldn't drink I, everything I put down I threw up um that part was really hard like my mom would call me I'm like mom I can't talk right now <laughs> um she's like okay sorry it's just stuff like that mm-hmm. um I think it's chemo not being it and then certain foods didn't taste the same mm-hmm. my mom would cook my mom's a really good cook and she would cook in like the um Helmsley I'm like mom I can't eat this I know it looks good but I can't eat this mm-hmm. so it's just certain stuff like that I missed food Okay. <laughs> were you ever discouraged? Yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> when my hair fell out, I was I was like, oh no, my hair. But I was like, it's just hair. Yeah. People cut their hair all the time. And Cherry always says that she likes me bald. Yeah, she was so <laughs> cute, bald. And then when it was like a little curl, like a little fuzz, it was so cute. And I was like, girl, this is your style. You need to rock this. Yeah, so I like the bald head. I I want. I think I want to go back. Probably not bald. Probably short hair. But mm-hmm. bald. I think bald is cute. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, for your type of cancer, um, were they? Is there like any signs or like how is it that they were able to tell and, and diagnose you with you know um, your form of cancer? So they did a bone marrow biopsy. So they have mm-hmm. to take a piece of the bone out of like your lumbar area in the back, mm-hmm. the lower back. And send it off for testing. Testing can probably take like a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they do mm, blood tests. And you say it shows that your white blood counts are low, mm. your platelets are low, all those things that cause for transfusions, they know that it's something with the blood. Okay. So, so they could tell that you had it. Mm-hmm. Were they able to tell how Mm-mm. you got it? Was it hereditary? Was it something to where you just had bad luck or, you know, or, or did they tell you like, hey, you know, had you done this, that, and the third, this could have been prevented? They didn't say anything like that, but of course you're really full motivated to go like go on Google and see like, all right, how did I get this? <laughs> yeah. like, what Google I wanna, tell you? <laughs> Google said like it could be like if you go and get UV gel nails and what? put it under things. Oh, yeah, wow. all that stupid stuff. So I'm <laughs> like, I still go and do it. Don't get me wrong because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know this is not this didn't mm-hmm. give me blood cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the story stay off of WebMD. Yeah, yeah. Internet is a horrible place. Yeah, they Seriously. always they always tell you, oh. Stay off of that. Stay off of that. Yeah. I'm like, but yeah. well, this is what they told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember my um, when when my dentist told me what I had. Um, he gave me a piece of paper and he was like, "This is the correct information. Mm-hmm. If you want to go on the internet, you can, but read this first. Right. So it's like they like you need to make sure you're not going on any type of Wikipedia. I, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that doctors kind of have to do that now because I'm I remember there was a time where you didn't have no choice but to just listen to your doctor, yeah. you know, or somebody else who went through the same thing. And now it's like everybody's on the internet. So it's almost like procedure for a doctor to like advise you to read through the correct information yeah. before you go on the internet because yeah. everybody's going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also on the internet, like people are going to put their own experiences mm-hmm. on the internet with it where like everyone's experience, like, Especially with cancer, everyone's experience is different. Yep. Everybody has to go through different treatments yep. and stuff like that. So it's like if I'm reading about what you had to go through, and then I'm like, oh my god, I have cancer too. Like I gotta, I gotta do chemo, and it's mm-hmm. like it's not even that serious, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I remember when you were diagnosed, you weren't very so like vocal about it on social media. Um, is there a reason for that? Mm, I just wanted to get better. Um, I. I, I'm the only person that I know that's been through cancer before, like, besides you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I couldn't go to someone and say, oh, how, do, how was your journey? Like, people come to me all the time. Like, mm-hmm. But I have to tell them, like, everybody's different. Like, I have a different support system. Mm-hmm. I had different doctors. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go through it twice. You probably only have to go through it once, but I had to go through two different times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... Was it harder the first time or the second time? Um, I think the first time, because... I didn't know what to expect. The second time, it's like, all right, I know I got to do chemo. Okay. Radiation was new. A transplant okay. was new. But those were those were a walk in the park. Okay. So you um, were diagnosed twice? No. So I had leukemia. I got diagnosed in 2013. And yeah. then I started getting better going back to my job, doing all this good mm-hmm, stuff that mm-hmm. I thought, all right, we're in the clear now. Right. And then January... 2014, I told my doctor, like, I can't really see at the side of my eye, like, peripherally. I'm like, it's so blurry. Mm-hmm. So then they f- they found out that it was coming through back through my eye. Oh, wow. So I thought I was going home. I'm like, oh, mom, just going to the doctor for a checkup, blah, blah. She's like, I'm like, no, they admitted me. Wow. <laughs> she had to come back. Right. So that's when the bone marrow transplant, all that came through. Do you feel like... Was that a... Qu- Sorry. No, go ahead. Was that a quick process? Was it like, okay, you, you can't see out your eye. We're admitting you in bone marrow transplant tomorrow. No. Okay. Um, they had to 
they had to prepare my brother. They had to find a match while he was a match. Mm-hmm. Um, was he um, gung ho about doing that, or was he like fuck? <laughs> he probably was like fuck. <laughs> Low key. But he like, oh, that's my sister. At the end of the yeah. day, that's what I got to do. Okay. I want to mm-hmm. say that's how it went down. Okay. He's like, all right. Guess I got to do exactly. it. Exactly. That's my sister. Do you think you hold that over your head? Like, yo, I gave you bone marrow. I don't know. Anytime every he asks you for a favor. Every year, I give him like a gift. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's sweet. So. That's nice. Do you feel like you lost a piece of your adulthood because of your this? Your childhood. Or your young childhood. Adulthood, young yeah. adulthood or mm-hmm. 20, you know, 20s, anything like that? Not necessarily because 20, what are you really doing at 20? Yeah. But you don't know that at Being 20. Being a thought. You know? Exactly. Like, I was re- better by like 22, 23 Thought in full effect. Uh-oh. <laughs> we, have, we have an audience with you. <laughs> right. We have an audience. <laughs> oh, what's that word that you use? <laughs> Don't worry about wow, it. Wow, wow, wow. You want to say something, Matthew? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, like, but did you feel, I don't know. I mean, for my 21st birthday, I think I went to Dave & Buster's with my first time. I probably had one drink. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big drinker either. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like, oh, my God, I wanted to get shit face on mm-hmm. my 21st birthday it wasn't like that I mean I missed out on traveling I missed out traveling with my son mm-hmm. um, but he got to explore so yeah how long did you have symptoms before you were actually diagnosed um, I think it was on and off for like since October-ish because mm-hmm. remember we spent New Year's Eve together and I was like Cherry can you go get me some water I always remember that just being stagnant to the bed and you were like I'm like Cherry can you give me some water I can't move I don't remember that. It was just so bad. I was like, oh, she wanted to spend New Year's with me, and we're not even doing anything. I don't think I was upset, though. No, you didn't care. You said, I don't care. Sounds <laughs> <Child, child laughs> like chat. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Go with the flow ass. For, I am. You know, I'm definitely a go with the flow ass bitch. <laughs> um, so you spoke briefly before about, like, getting your bone marrow transplant. Can you explain, like, the process of that? Like, I know earlier today we were talking, and you showed me those things they had to put on your head. Okay. Um, so through the chemo, um, I got spinal taps. So it's basically getting a needle, um, into like right by your spine, but not in the spine Mm -hmm. and, um, getting CSF. So cerebral spinal fluid. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting those, cause they hurt like how I got like an Omaya put in my head so they could just take a look in the little needle, thing it out and get the fluid. So I never, they were like, oh, you could get it removed. I'm like, nah, it's just. It's a part of me now. Right. But um, with the bone marrow transplant, I got a stem cell transplant. So it's basically like getting blood. Like you getting blood, not giving blood. So with Wesley, it was like giving blood. So they took the stem cells right out of him. He had to take shots, I guess, for Mm -hmm. like two weeks. So it built up his healthy um, stem cells so they could give it to me. But he said he kind of felt like a little drained after. Mm -hmm. But I felt fine. I mean, the days to come, it started to hit me. Because it's like, all right, I'm building back up my immune system. Mm-hmm. But other than that... Mm, was, was that after you came out? Because I always hear or think of like bone marrow transplant being like super painful. Like, was it like afterwards where you like super sore or like... I don't think so. I don't remember. I just remember my mouth being sore and not being able to eat. Mm-hmm. I remember... Um, what else? I just remember not being able to move. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> okay. He's like, you ain't shaved today, mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got a little beard going on. Jeez. 
Matthew, leave here. her alone. Oh. So um, I just remember just being able to, not being able to get up, go to the bathroom, always having to mm-hmm. ring the bell. And then I didn't get any food. So they had like a t- um, TPN. Mm-hmm. So it's like nutrients they give into the body um, because I wasn't getting anything if I'm not eating. Right. But I wasn't How was Wesley pain. afterwards? He said he was fine. He felt a little sick. Mm-hmm. That's what he told my mom. But that was it, though. Did he have to stop smoking? They told him to, but I don't think he did. Because <laughs> my mom was like, oh, my God. They told Wesley to stop smoking, and I think he's in, in the bag smoking. So how are you going to give you your stem cells if he's out here smoking still? I'm like, Mom, please. It's going to be all right. right. Well, I don't maybe, really think it affected. Like, maybe, like, maybe I should start smoking and I wouldn't have this issue. Right. <laughs> Do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Absolutely. I mean, I had a child at 15. If mm. I waited to have a child, I probably wouldn't have a child. Mm. Yeah. Um, I Wait, twin- can, you, can you explain that, though? Yeah. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I have a twin brother. What if God didn't give me a twin brother and I couldn't get a stem cell? Like, yeah. once, right. once I'm all out of it now, it's like, all right, I can put everything in perspective. Perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I got a twin brother. Bam. I had a child early, bam. Mm-hmm. Had cancer at 20, bam. Don't got to worry about kids. Don't got to worry about not having a match because I got a brother. Right. Do you believe that this, you being diagnosed, might have happened for a reason? Mm. I mean. I mean, I think it's mm, one in six people. Mm-hmm. I'm the one. Bad luck. Yeah. Gotcha. So what about your, your what about not having a kid if you would have waited? <laughs> just just cherry no, pointed out. No, oh, because yeah. okay, no, I'm because when it. you do when you do radiation, well, the type of radiation that she did, they radiated her whole body, mm-hmm. so that kills all of your eggs. Mm. So had she not had her son when she was fifteen, she, she wouldn't physically her. not be able to have kids mm. in the so future. So you just answer for her. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think she understood what I was trying to say. Mm. I thought she wanted me to have the whole story. Oh, about no, her. No, yeah, no, okay. no. and then you brought it back. I was like, oh God. no, no, like, no, really, like God really. Like, yeah, exactly. he knows what he's doing because it's like, what are the odds? Yeah, it's like, well, I don't even worry about having kids because I, I already got one. one, so I don't even need to be upset about that. So, do you use this experience, you know, that you went through, with like how you look at life today? Like, yeah, I mean, nothing gets me upset. I mean, before I used to be flaming hot all the time, mm-hmm. and now it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sun nodding his head. <laughs> it's like whatever things happen. Um, I can't really be upset. I'm. I always say things could be worse. Like I could mm. be back in the hospital, still going through chemo, still going through radiation. And I met some people along the way that they didn't make it, but mm-hmm. I made it. Um, and I could just help them as I go along. I like to walk for leukemia um, mm-hmm. every couple years. It comes. It gets a little pricey if you do it every year. But, <laughs> um, I like the support. I like my doctors. Always like to send people to me so I can tell them about my journey. Mm-hmm. And I like to make new friends that way. That's dope. So That's you said cool. 2014, right? So it's been like four years or something like yes, that. Yes, it's gonna be five years. April 21st since I got my bone marrow transplant. And you've been cancer free from that point. Yeah. So once you hit five years, it's like all right, you're cured. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like real remission. So next year is mm-hmm. your, your, your yeah. cancer. You're free. free. Yeah. No more cancer. 
<laughs> and so, then you go to the doctor less and yeah. less too. Right? I mean, I go to the doctor probably like every six months now. Okay. Um, when I go see him, he's like, "You look so good. Oh my god, you don't even need to see me." I'm like, "Yeah, can I go now?" <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so that's one thing, and you know, like aside from not being upset anymore, is there anything now that you have to like? continually deal with for the rest of your life because of this or is there anything like what's the biggest change that you now have to live with coming from being diagnosed mm, I don't know like um, blood sugars now I have high blood sugars I've like um, induced high blood sugars so I have to take insulin every so often so it's almost like you're diabetic now. yeah so that sucks yeah that, that um, came from yeah, because I had to take steroids for chemo and all oh, that stuff. Okay, so it's like I have to adjust that. So I got to go to the gym ever so often just to make sure <laughs> that I'm healthy enough for myself. Okay. Um, what else? That thing in your head. Oh yeah, I got the OMI in my head. I'm, I mean, it's like a tattoo. It's always gonna be with me. Even you said though OMI. Omaya. Omaya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? It's like a shunt. I don't know what a shunt is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know anything about I don't know. It's a shunt they put in my head so they could get cerebral spinal fluid. Okay. So but like that, they, that also affects your hair growth right there too, right? Or well, not necessarily it's like a little like a little hairline. Okay. That's what like a little, you know, like, like what he got in his head. <laughs> a crescent moon? A little half moon. Half moon. Yes. Okay. That's basically all it is. Um what else? Anything and then else? I have like I get cramps in my leg, like Yesterday I had Charlie Horse out the oh, out the of the world like all night, and I'm like, this got to be from the cancer. <laughs> so now you're just blaming it. Yeah, it, it only you happened. Anything and like then it. sometimes my hands would get like a little arthritis. But mm-hmm. I heard other leukemia patients. They said that happens. Like I could be taking out my hair, and I'm like, oh, my hands mm-hmm. are cramping up. Yeah. Mm. Okay. She's like, yesterday I broke a nail. Right. <laughs> so <I'm dead> cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Um. So, being that you went through this, you know, at such a young age, um, have you changed how you do things in life? Like, are there, like, any big life changes that, like, things that you might not have been doing when you were, uh, tw- 18, 19, to, like, what you do today? Excessive drinking, um, you know, people be smoking, you know what I mean? Eating, way of eating, things like that. Maybe just a little. Yeah, maybe just a little. Probably with eating, because now it's like I have to watch my sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just try to live life. I mean, and now you I could have died. Nurse. I could have died from cancer. I mean, I used to hate roller coasters. I'm like, I didn't die from cancer. I'm getting on these roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. That's, look at that. That's yeah. good, though. That's really good. And now you want to be a nurse. Yeah, and now I want to be a nurse. I want to be an oncology nurse. Um, if dope. I didn't. Um, have cancer, I probably wouldn't have been a nurse because my mom's a nurse and I'm like, mom, I don't want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's my way of giving back. It's another, another everything happens for a reason type yep. of thing yeah. too. Because your mom probably, I mean, I don't know, but she might have chose to be a nurse for a similar reason but mm-hmm. through an experience and mm-hmm. she probably got motivated to be that mm-hmm. way too. And I could be any kind of nurse. You could always, it's always something, always a different specialty for nurses. So it's mm-hmm. like, there are, if I'm like, all right, I'm over with this oncology, I want to do peds, I want to do forensic nursing. Mm-hmm. I would, it's so many different nurses to do. Nurses be getting money. Yes, exactly. Yes. My guy's yes. son, he's expensive. <laughs> right? Came through looking all fly. <laughs> <drink. Right. laughs> <laughs> he got the supreme money shooter. <laughs> That's what's up. That's if what's you could give advice to anybody who's like going through 
something similar to what you went through, what would you say? Mm, remember to breathe. Remember your hair is just hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll all work out in the end. Um, some journeys take longer than others. I had like a Alex and Annie bracelet that says, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite quote to give out to people. Cool. Have you ever uh, like sat down and spoken about this at length before? Um, no. I mean, I talked on the phone with one of our, the doctor recommended someone to talk to me. We mm-hmm. probably spoke on that phone for like three hours. But other than that, I'm not going in front of publicly. Nobody has asked me to go publicly. And I'm not really this a is the public. Most, this is the yeah, most I'm not public. really a good public speaker. How, how does it feel coming, coming through and sitting with like two strangers and a friend and your son and like having as deep a conversation as you I just mean, did? I mean, Jay, you're not a stranger. Because I mean, I we met, met once. Um, so cool. I listen to the podcast, <laughs> so I know you. Exactly, oh, wow. exactly. <laughs> and then Matthew, he he knows. So I, I feel comfortable. Y'all are twins. <laughs> Od, like it's crazy. O-D. I can't believe you didn't want to talk, Matthew. Exactly, you talk so much. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we appreciate you coming and talking about this. No problem. Know. We admire yeah. you and mm-hmm. next year, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're having a party. You're having a party. We are having a party. Oh, we gotta go to Philly for this? Yes. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we any- All right, fine. We can go somewhere in Strasbourg. <laughs> Do you want to uh plug any social media at all? Um just in case somebody wants to reach out to you and, and you know, maybe talk about their experiences or learn more about anything. Or just cause you wanna plug. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember them. So okay. reach out to <laughs> Cherry right. and Cherry will send you to me. That's perfectly fine. All right. Well, thanks again for coming. Thank you. Bye. This episode of the Survivor Series, The Cancer Chronicles, was created, written, and inspired by Cherry Poppins. Recorded and mixed by Jay Omega. And me, I was just here. The Survivor Series is a production of the Officially Street Podcast. 